In this episode of the Neil Wilkins podcast, I'm joined by Michael Baker to discuss building online reputation. We're going to hear from uh, Michael in just a moment, uh, but he is described as from rock star to entrepreneur, um, understanding what it takes to help your business be found, liked and trusted. So this should be a very valuable conversation for all of us, including me, because I'm looking to be found, liked and trusted in my online profile. Welcome to the uh, podcast, Michael. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate you having me on. And we're going to start somewhere which isn't actually on that topic, because just prior to pressing record button here today, we were discussing actually your very, very nomadic lifestyle. And you can end up anywhere for these kinds of uh, conversations, can't you? Whereabouts are you right now? Yes, sir. Yeah. So we are uh, yesterday. We currently got into Minnesota. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we're we are back. <laughs> See, uh, so it shows you how much we travel. Uh, we are in Wisconsin. Uh, so we are in Wisconsin Dells, uh, Wisconsin, which uh, fun little note about Wisconsin Dells. It is the um, uh, water park capital of the world. Who would have knew? <laughs> Who knew that? Brilliant. But but Minnesota yesterday, California the day before, Florida the day before that. It feels like this is uh, this is not a normal kind of business lifestyle. Yeah. No. So uh, do, would you do you want to hear the story of how uh, we ended up in Wisconsin Dells in September of 2023? Definitely. Yeah. So um, so kind of part of my story is um, prior to starting my own marketing firm, I worked for two tech companies and I, I was actually their director of uh, business development for those tech firms. I didn't actually handle their marketing in the sense that that wasn't my job, but um, I actually did do all of their marketing because they didn't have anybody doing it. And I knew the value of marketing, right? And a lot of people use the term sales and marketing. It, it kind of goes hand in hand. Well, when uh, we came out of uh, the COVID uh, big shutdowns and everything, um, the tech comp- the last tech company I was with, we parted ways. And I, that's when I decided how much I really enjoyed marketing and um, decided to start my own marketing firm. Well, once we did that, my wife and I have always homeschooled our kids. And uh, I was al- always working from home as it was pretty much. Um, but once we did that, that really opened up this possibility. And we had some friends that had uh, traveled full time. And then we had some more friends that started traveling full time. And we had kind of talked through um, a lot of the, the stuff that had been happening. We had talked about potential of us doing it one day. And then once I started my own marketing firm and realized I could really work from anywhere, we just basically had the conversation of what if that one day doesn't happen? What if one the way that life happens uh, doesn't allow us to travel and do the things that we want to do? And the kids were in a good age where they weren't so young that putting them in a car and traveling was going to be super rough. And they weren't so old where we were yanking them out of like where they were into, um, you know, really deep into sports or teams and things like that. And so it was just uh, it was just perfect timing. And so we ended up uh, my my uh, businesses out of just outside of Nashville and Hendersonville, Tennessee. Um, so we lived just outside of Nashville, but we sold everything that we had, um, 
everything that except that would fit into a 10 by 10 little storage unit. And uh, we bought a big fifth wheel that's a little over 40 feet. And we hit the road. Um, my wife is uh, by nature a, a vacation planner. She uh, actually does that on the side and um, helps people book uh, Disney and Universal vacation. So she was already planning and she basically had everything planned out of where we were going to go for the whole trip uh, for the last 16 months. Um, so so we have been in this is our 35th state in about 16 months and uh, we're. Uh, we're going to start, we're here for a week and then we're going to start heading south because it's uh, fall and it's getting cold. <laughs> and so we're going to, we're going to get south before it gets too cold. Wow, this is so, so inspiring, I guess, for a lot of people who have that sort of pipe dream, but never actually do it. And you're, you're sort of living evidence and actually you know, <laughs> practicing evidence right here, right now that it is possible. You know, a lot of people, I guess, have been working hybrid even pre-pandemic that you mentioned, but to actually kind of take that leap of faith and, and, and realize that, you know, all the things, I guess, that we learned when, you know, the world was locked down and when we were all going through that huge transition and rather strange social experience that was the pandemic, that actually coming out the other side, there, there's a lot to learn, there's a lot to kind of really appreciate and celebrate, I guess. And yeah, it's just really interesting. I mean, have you have you always been a, a sort of a pioneer kind of creative kind of person? Because this feels like it kind of requires thinking outside of the box, being a little bit sort of out there with the just mindset. Um, yeah, I have. So my up until I was six years old, my family and another family actually toured the country uh, as a Christian singing group. And so up until I was six years old, and then my parents uh, realized there was absolutely no money in the music business. And so they quit all of that and moved to Florida. And I grew up in Florida, but coming straight out of um, school, I wasn't the person that was, uh, I wasn't the school person. So <clears throat> going to college for me didn't seem like an option. I just, I just didn't find any desire in that. And I immediately started chasing my musical uh, career, even though my parents warned me <laughs> over and over, um, but they supported me. And I actually uh, have had two very successful bands uh, as about as successful as you can get without being uh, signed to an actual national uh, major record label. But my most recent band is, is still signed to a record label and we, we don't tour, but we still put out music. And so, um, creativity and and doing things a little bit different um and not following the 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 system of of you have to do this and you have to do it in this way and um kind of uh kind of bucking the trend and not wanting to be a cog um has kind of always been in my nature i kind of just do things a little bit differently i think a little bit differently um my my wife finds it very interesting like if everything is super super quiet uh while i'm trying to work it actually uh it's very hard for me to concentrate it, it's it, my brain starts going in a million directions so i put on music while i work um and it actually helps me get hyper focused so it's almost like if i distract this one side of my brain then the brain that needs to do do what it needs to do can just get super hyper focused um and she's the opposite she needs to, to be perfectly quiet whenever she does stuff. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've always had a little creativity uh, in me ever since I was born. 
And I guess I mean, we're going to obviously get deep into the whole um, you know, brand reputation, online reputation um, as we go through this conversation. But I, I'm guessing there must be an element here of, you know, obviously you have this passion project, um, which obviously is your music, um, which, you know, I, I've seen the numbers, you know, is successful. Um and we'll probably, if you're up for this, uh, with um, you know, Fall of Envy, actually, you know, put some links into the uh, the description below for people to yeah. kind of have a little listen, which would be interesting, I think, uh, for, for a lot of the people uh, in the audience. Um, but I'm guessing with that and obviously running your own marketing business, um, obviously your wife's business as well, and the traveling, you know, this really is kind of wearing multiple hats, isn't it? Which I guess is akin to what a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, startups also need to do. How do you kind of manage this as a, as focus because i guess it could be very easy to kind of get swept along by the traveling and almost like forget that oh i've got a business to run or yeah we've got some you know music to record oh yeah i've got to get in the studio and then i forget to do the traveling how, how do you do this juggling because it feels like it's yeah quite complex yeah uh, to be very honest with you um i am still learning um, there's, there's a lot of times where, um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly the best way to do it. And I, I feel like I've, I'm getting a lot better. Um, but a lot of it is, uh, as well as because of the lifestyle of understanding that, um, and, and letting the wife and the kids understand as well that like, Hey, if, if we're traveling all day on a, let's say a Tuesday, um, then, then I'm going to have to work that night or I'm going to have to work. I got to get up super early and I usually wake up a couple hours before everybody else and, and get things done. That way we can, I don't miss out on the beautiful hikes and the scenery as well when they're wanting to get out and do things. Um, but I am, I'm still learning. Uh, I, I'm reading several books about how to block your time, but, I think one of the other things that does help me a lot is, uh, I don't know if you've heard of a book uh, called Who Not How, um, pretty popular book. Um, but the, the whole premise of that book is to understand that you don't, you don't have to figure out how to do everything. It's finding the right who's. And so I've, I've been able to do that. I've got a great team. I've got a lot of great people that, that are part of my agency that I can lean on. And so when I am traveling on a Tuesday and doing those types of things, I don't feel like the business is completely failing or there's any type of lack of follow-up with any clients if there's any issues. So, um, so, but, it, but it is taking a lot of learning and, and uh, I'm reading, a, I just finished another book about how to time block. Um, and so that way I can, I can make sure that I'm putting in priority uh, items and things that need to be knocked out that are top um, concerns and, and then let everything else kind of fill in. You know, there's lots of ways of saying that, you know, the the rocks, I'm, I'm sure you've heard that too, about doing the big rocks before you handle the little rocks and all of those things. So. Yeah. And I, I guess once you're on that journey, I mean, I think we're all trying to figure this out. I'm, I'm relatively good at it, but I know every time somebody shares a new model with me, I'm thinking, oh, actually, that's quite smart. Yeah, I'm going to give that a go too. So, you know, I know that I'm still on the journey of uh, this kind of consumption of time, which is, you know, one of the biggest challenges, I guess, all of us have professionally and personally. But but I'm guessing when it comes on to things like, you know, creating content, being a, uh, a media 
in content production uh, sort of business and person um, as you are. I'm, I'm guessing these are big opportunities for lots of different styles of storytelling as well, because, you know, you have so many facets to your um, life, both professionally and personally, that that must open up a huge range of opportunities to kind of be sharing, obviously, some stuff you want to keep personal and private, but pretty much everything else surely has to be open for an opportunity to share. Is, is that how you find it? Uh, as far as how I find business, um, for my, for perception. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, that absolutely. So having conversations and, and going on podcasts and, and, um, just traveling around, uh, you're, you're meeting a lot of very interesting people. Um, and it, it's amazing before we started doing this, I'd always knew that there were people that did this full time as well. Um, but there are a lot of people that travel full time that own their own businesses. And I was very shocked to see that because you get a lot of great, uh, advice and information from them as well. But, um, as I, as I, uh, look to niche down even more within my business, um, it, it makes it a little bit easier as well because every single city that you go to, there's opportunities. And most of the time, um, when you're, when you live in one city and, and you have a firm like mine, which can handle business anywhere. Um, and, but when you're living in one city, you tend to just get localized with only the, the, the businesses that are in that area. Um, whereas for me, you know, I can, we just got to this city yesterday. I can, I can, I'm here for a week. I, I could sit here and just go pull doors, the old school style and walk into businesses and just talk to them about what I do and, and how I could help their, their business. And so it opens up a lot of opportunities. Absolutely. Mm, that's interesting. And, and I guess with always, I mean, certainly when we first, uh, you know, started the conversation prior to uh, sort of, you know, recording this episode. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I found really fascinating about you was the story. And it was that reason for why would I be interested in Michael versus, you know, a million, let's face it, you know, doing what you and I both do. <laughs> there are millions of others who do it, but it's always going to be the story around it, almost like, as I call it, the wrapper, you know, around the core product or service. And that's the interesting bit, isn't it? I mean, and obviously for you, having streamed you know millions and millions of um being streamed millions and millions of times with your you know your music as well as obviously the traveling there are lots of kind of interesting threads that kind of you know woven together make michael interesting above you know many many others and i i think for me when it comes to building sort of online reputation being found and again being liked and trusted which is you know where we're going to head the, the conversation it is that kind of that wider remit, isn't it? It isn't just what you do and what you sell. It is it is the backstory or however you like to phrase it. Did you find when you're entering into conversations, either online or face-to-face, -face, that it is people do have that curiosity because that was kind of my first impact of, you know, beginning the conversation with you. So I can't be alone in that, surely. No, yeah, I'll it, it all depends. Uh, there, there's some people that don't even uh, catch it. They don't realize it. And I, I don't 
I don't necessarily just throw it out there. You know, if I, if I'm talking with a, a new prospect, I, I don't, Hey, by the way, um, you know, uh, but, uh, once they find that out and there, there is a reason and, and I kind of put it right out there on my website, if you go, it's it, the, my main tagline is turn your marketing into rockstar content. And obviously that's a little play because of my black background and everything. But, um, but yeah, you know, once people find that out, uh, they naturally kind of dig into it. And there is a little bit of this, and 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 I, I say this as humbly as possible. Um, um, I've been very blessed. I feel like God has blessed my career with music and and in my life. And so there is a little bit of that at first. You're like, oh yeah, you're in a band. I'm in a band too. I've played guitar. And then they dig a little bit more and they're like, oh. I didn't realize you're in a band that has actually done X, you know, and has done this. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't mean, like I said, to say this as humbly as possible. I've been very blessed and, and have, have been able to experience some very uh, unbelievable things. Um, but yes, it, it, it will come up in conversation once people realize it and they, uh, they, they want to ask a lot of questions about my background and, and they, I think it brings a little bit of that realness as well of of understanding that um you know it, it's i'm i'm just i'm just like everybody else you know and and i'm 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 trying to figure out how to be a business owner and how to how to be a father and how to be a husband every day i'm trying to learn how to be better in life and i'm just like everybody else and 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 what i bring to the table to help them are things that i know that uh, has helped my business. And so I, I, it's a proven track method that way. And they can see it. I mean, if, if I'm able to have my business rank, um, and I'm traveling full time, then surely I can help your business rank in your, you're in your office every single day. Mm, this is fascinating stuff. There's a, there's a really interesting kind of, I guess, dynamic going on here because you know, a, a lot of people that I encounter, and I'm sure you do as well, Michael, I mean, it, it is all about the sell. You know, it's like, oh, my product or service is better than yours. You know, look at all these great features. Look, I can provide value. I can 10x your business, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the style that you're doing this in, though, and this is what I, I really want to um, delve deeply into, because when it comes to building reputation, either online or in person, so, there's something really, and use the word authentic, there's something really authentic about being modest, isn't there? Almost taking the other end of the spectrum from, hey, I'm going to sell you something to actually, no, I want to get into conversation with you. I want to understand what you're at, you know, where you're looking to go. I want to kind of build some value around our conversation and relationship rather than I want to sell you this service or you need to buy this product because it's the best. There's something really nice about the kind of the modesty that you describe there. You know, is is this, in, in your view, is this the more successful way going forward that we should be kind of considering our marketing is from a from a point of modesty and humility? I believe so. Yes. Um, I really have a hard time. And uh, I just had a recent conversation with um, a potential client and uh, he was he he said that he had some other marketing firms and they had, they were guaranteeing certain results. And he said, can you, will you do that? And, and I, at, at the initial 
want the initial thought because you want to have that new business and it's a potentially uh, business transforming for me with the amount of clients that this person could bring in at once. You want to say, yeah, I can do that too. But I had to pause and I had to take a step back and just be like, hey, I, I don't want to make those guarantees because there are so many factors that come in. Now, there are certain things within my business that I do that, yeah, I can guarantee you because I can I can have the data and the analytics that will back up to a certain point. But I can't guarantee that somebody's going to buy for you. What I can do is I can make it uh, the best possible chance for those people that are going to be buyers to get to your door or to whether that's your online door or your on uh, your or your physical door. I can give you the best possible chances for people to find you. Other than that, I can't guarantee that. And I believe that really struck with him. It really mattered to him because I was being honest and I wasn't somebody that he had had multiple quotes already and they were all guaranteeing that he would have X amount of revenue. And I just don't, I don't, I don't think there's, uh, that's being honest when you are telling somebody that you're going to guarantee a certain amount of revenue, unless you have something that is, that is going to sell for them, you know, like an online store or e-commerce, you know, you can, you can easily track that and build out those funnels correctly. And there's certain ways you can do ads, but that's not typically what I do. And so, um, in certain aspects, but, um, I, I, I think just being real and being honest and and just, uh, you know, it, most of the people that I work with, most of the clients that I work with are small, medium sized businesses. They don't have they're, they're handling up to the point to that, that they hire me. They've been handling all their marketing, um, all their digital marketing themselves. And when they hire me, um, I'm essentially becoming their outsourced marketing firm. Um, I am, I am becoming their arm. And so it's, it's like hiring an employee. And so I, I am now working for their business and, and it's, it's, I have to be able to represent them the best as possible. And, and it's not a, Hey, it's perception representing business X. It's, it's the business representing themselves. And so I have to become that business. And so I, I truly believe that just just taking a step back, being humble, really listening to what the needs are, because every every business's needs are different and what they're trying to accomplish and who the people are that they're trying to reach. And so taking taking a step back and and really listening to those needs, I think, are, are is extremely vital. Mm. I've got a tag on my website that I, I tag certain content with. Um, and it's mindful marketing. So it's like hashtag mindful marketing. I'm going to be tagging this conversation with that very phrase because I think to me, there's something really authentic here that's going on. Um, and, and it really kind of resonates with my style of marketing, which is not about the shouting. It is all about the listening. I think, you know, as, as an introvert, it's a natural way that I kind of operate. So I listen more than I talk. It's just personal preference just the way I'm made it's in the DNA and and I often kind of find myself working with organizations that kind of resonate with that I suppose for lots of us you know particularly entrepreneurs small business owners I've got a lot of marketers listening uh, sort of on this podcast but also I do get business owners and I guess for a lot of them 
listening to our conversation here this this will make a lot of sense because you know the old school style of marketing and sales is very much i want to sell to you mr or mrs customer whereas actually the new style is very much about building the deeper relationship so would you would you say in terms of building this online reputation it it is about in, in whatever way or sense that, you know, you find it most natural as a business owner, that the best approach is to begin by listening. If it feels that that's what you're saying here. Absolutely. I mean, I a hundred percent agree with that. And, and, and it goes for my clients as well. I've, I've got a client right now, uh, uh, happens to be a restaurant and they were a fairly new restaurant when I came in and they were really, really struggling and thought that they were going to have to close doors almost immediately after only being up for, open for a couple of months because they, did, they had nobody there. And so they, they called me and, and uh, I started working with them. We've completely turned that around, which is fantastic. Um, but in the midst of this, they, they've been open now for um, a little about seven months, six or seven months. And in the midst of this, you know, as you know, with restaurants, people are not afraid to give their opinion on restaurants. They, they will. You don't have to go ask for the reviews. The reviews will come no matter what. And some of the reviews were it's an all you can eat restaurant. Um, a lot of the reviews were, well, I, I wish there were other options. And in other than all you can eat, because I want to be able to grab, I love the food, but I want to be able to grab this for lunch. And I don't have two hours to sit and go through an all you can eat. And so we, we saw this feedback coming in and I'm the one that's handling. So I'm monitoring a lot of that and I presented it to him. I said, Hey, I know this is not the model that you originally wanted to go with, but you have a large market of people here that would love to come and grab your food and take it to go for lunch. And, and they noticed that the lunch numbers were down. Uh, and so all of those things were correlating. And so they listened to their client base. And so they came out with a quick little menu that has about 10 items on it so they could capitalize on that. And once we announced that the feedback from, from the, the people around that city was, was obviously overwhelming it was it was oh this is so awesome and so every single business needs to listen to their customers and listen to what their needs are and what their wants are and it's not it's really not that difficult it's really not that difficult to hear what people want and what what they need and to find a way to tailor with that that doesn't mean you have to change your entire business but there are ways that you can cater to those other people that are looking for a specific thing if it fits within that realm of what you're already doing. And I think the nice thing about this is it feels as though then you're building the reputation in the marketplace with your target audience on their terms, rather than it being, as you say, you know, something you set out with this big vision, we are going to be this, but then having listened to the market, you get that feedback that's like, okay, well, we hear you, but actually what we really want is this. And if you do it on these terms, you do it on our terms, give us the value and we'll define the value. You don't tell us what the value is. We as customers will define that value. Then we're going to see your reputation as something that we want to you know, reward by coming to your restaurant or whatever kind of service you have. It, yeah, it feels like this is almost giving the, you know, the reins over or handing over the responsibility to the customer, which is a really nice way of building reputation, isn't it? Because then it's proper two-way. 
Absolutely. And, and, and it's when you do that, obviously, uh, then the same way, like for this restaurant, now the, the reviews are the reviews were always, um, for the most part, really great for this restaurant. But now the 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 ability to show that, hey, we're not we're not just coming in and we're going to disappear. We're planning on being here. We want to be part of this community and we want to help give back to this community. And so we're going to listen to the community and try to accommodate. You know, there's, you know, let's uh, this it isn't a sushi restaurant, but like the sushi restaurant is a great example. Um, I love sushi. My wife loves sushi, but I've got two little kids. They're not very keen on eating sushi. Well, if I have no options on the menu to give to my children uh, for food options, well, you just lost that business for my wife and I because we can't come eat there because we have to have options for my our children, right? And 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 I think that's that expands into just about any type of business that you have. Um, so for instance, I'll, I'll use my own business. I, I'm a digital marketing firm that I have specific packages that I've created that has an online dashboard, custom dashboard. And those, that's my primary thing that I focus on when I talk with clients. It's, it's about the being found, liked and trusted and then using these digital tools to be able to do that. And to what level you want me to be involved compared to what you can handle, but then I do have clients that say, well, um, what if I don't want that? What if I just need you to build a website? Well, I can't say, well, I don't want to do that. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, I'm already building websites within my packages. So so then I just have to be open to be able to say, you know what, this is what the needs are of this client. And I'd rather do that while in the midst of educating them and giving them some free services and some free tips. Like, hey, I understand you don't want these certain things. Let me just point you in the right direction because I want this website that we build for you. You know, we're gonna build you a Lamborghini of a website and it's not gonna be worth anything if nobody can find the, the website. So if, if you, I understand if you don't want to go with one of the packages, but let me at least give you some tips that will at least, uh, increase the chances of people finding your website because we're going to build you a killer website. Um, same thing with social media marketing. And, and some people just, they, they just want some, some direction. They still want to handle it. And, and so I do consulting as well, where I just simply um, meet with them uh, two to three times a month. And I consult with them and talk about what, what's going on, where they're trying to head and really and a lot of that is just asking questions or what are you trying to do? Well, I want to be able to uh, bring in, you know, 10x more, more clients. Well, how do you want to do that? Well, I want to be able to do that by doing this and just really narrowing down to really understanding what they want to achieve and helping them understand the, the things that they need to put in place to be able to achieve that. And, and when you're kind of listening to marketplaces and customer feedback i guess one of the most well in recent years anyway one of the most significant sort of areas of feedback i guess in, in most sectors is influencers and influencer marketing obviously you know for a lot of us you know running consultancies and agencies and content production 
has become a thing because if you're not listening to the trends of the influencers, you're kind of almost you're flying in the face of the wind. You know, you're trying to you know do some stuff that actually the market's going in one direction because of influencers, and you're trying to head off in a different direction or still maintain you know a constant fixed course. Where of course you know for most of us that is just not the reality. I mean, it is really popular. Um, obviously, right now in most sectors, I mean, should all businesses use influencer marketing in their mix? Do you feel? I do. I, I believe uh, to some level of some extent they should. And what I mean by that is, is you don't have to go out and find uh, the A-lister um, Tom Cruise, Taylor Swift type of person to necessarily be the influencer that's going to um, help your business because obviously those types of people are going to cost a lot of money. Um, but in your city, in your in your own little town, where you, wherever you are, there are people that are influenced. Your your local news person, um, your local. Um, uh, um, uh, political, uh, you know, head, you know, governor, senator, you know, mayor, those type of people, the chamber type of people. Um, there are people that are influencers that carry a lot of weight with where they go, where they do business. And people ask them constantly, hey, do you know of anybody who does X? And if you can utilize them, um, once again, I'll, I'll go back to the restaurant model. If you can call them up, say, hey, we're going to offer you a free meal. And all we need you to do is come in, enjoy the free meal, and just give us a shout out on, on any of your social media platforms and, and tell them, how, you know, maybe do a quick little video while you're here, that type of thing. That will go a long way. So so there's there's different levels of, of influencers that you can use, but I believe 100% that you 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 can utilize people you can find people and that will help your business and i'll even add this too the a lot of people tend to forget that even your everyday normal customer is an influencer and this kind of goes to the whole thing going back of the found liked and trusted the liked and trusted piece of that is if you're not actively asking for reviews for your business to get those four and five star reviews so that when people are searching for a type of business like yours and then they come across yours and compared to the top, you know, other two or three that are there that have seven, eight, 10 reviews, they see your business and it's got 50 to 100 or more than that reviews and it's four or five stars. That's influencing the person who is looking for a business like yours to immediately click on yours because they they see that other people like your business. So if you're not actively going out and requesting those reviews, then you need to do that as soon as possible. Get as many reviews as you possibly can for your business. This is great advice. And I think, you know, this it's all about the outcome, isn't it? Ultimately, you know, we can talk all day about, you know, always it's all about value and it's all about, you know, building the little nuances of the relationship and building community and, and getting the right influence. Ultimately, it is about the reviews and it is about 
you know, the reputation has to be evidenced. And I think, you know, you're very clear about that, Michael. It's really, really you know, good for everybody to hear that is you've got to see the evidence to be able to know that you're actually on that journey and making a difference, which is great. If, if somebody's doing this either in their own business or, you know, they're a marketer for maybe a larger um, sort of corporation, for example, um, there can be a sense of because you know we're all under financial pressure in whatever size of business there can be a sense of urgency i guess what's your view and your take then in terms of building reputation but with the the new kid on the block ai because a lot of this building reputation through the advantages of things like chat gpt and other services are available um is very much around that I can scale this because, you know, AI can just enable me to go 10x, 20x, 30x and just really kind of race to the finish line. What, what's your view on this? Is, is it kind of too much or can we really embrace this and still retain this sort of reputation quality that we're talking about? Yeah, I, I believe you can, and and I would I would advise um, anybody who is wanting to put up a wall and say, well, I'm just going to, uh, I'm I'm not going to get into AI. I'm not going to learn about it. Um, sort of like what you alluded to earlier about trying to just stick to their guns and say this is the way I am, and I'm going to stick to it. For some businesses that have been established and have been around for a hundred years, they can do that, right? Um, but for most businesses, they need to really embrace AI. And that doesn't mean that you have to turn in your entire business upside down and rely completely on AI. Um, but if you're not learning and understanding how AI can help your business and make some of the tasks that you're already doing quicker, faster um, and and have a lot more data coming in utilizing that then i think you're going to get left behind it's 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 not going anywhere it it is here to stay um there's there's just it, it's it's revolutionizing every single every business out there and so you really need to embrace ai and and figure out a way of like i said you don't have to flip your business completely upside down uh, to force it to to work, but there are I can guarantee you there are ways that AI can help your business. The biggest thing for you to do is to figure out in what aspects can this help me. For us, we're, we've we've integrated AI into our social marketing tool. Um, we've integrated AI into our into our uh, reputation management tool, so that when uh, you go in and you're wanting to manage all of those reviews that are coming in, you can quickly click a button and AI will read the review and immediately give a suggested response to that based on exactly word for word of what that person wrote. And so you don't have to think about for 10 minutes, oh, what's the what's the best way to reply to this client? It will suggest a very thoughtful response. You can quickly read it, make a couple quick edits, respond and now you're on to more revenue generating tasks and you're not sitting down and working for hours on trying to figure out what's the best way to do this what's the best hashtag for this um, there's just so many ways that ai can be utilized within your business so um, i highly recommend that people don't try to put up a wall um, and block it out it, it's not going anywhere and in uh, it, it's it's that it's, it's that tool that your competitors are using. 
and they're going to use it to their advantage. And if, and if you don't do it, then you're going to, your business will get left behind. Mm, I think there's a, there's a real comfort from, well, from my perspective there and the way you describe that. So it isn't necessarily the end game in itself. It is a tool that you can use as part of your, I guess, efficiency there because mm -hmm. you're talking about taking the first draft of the response and then it's about carefully reading it, making the edits and then publishing. So it kind of becomes part of the process rather than, oh, yeah, that takes care of everything for me. I like that because, again, we've got another hashtag mindful marketing moment here. <laughs> you know, there's something really kind of wholesome about that approach. So it's part of the team, as it were, rather than being, okay, well, that's that particular task done. So actually we've got a robot or a machine kind of dealing with our reputation and how we manage those communications. Actually, it's not. It's just part of a process. So it enables you to be more efficient, but there's still the human element there. Yeah, you, you nailed it. That's, that's what I was about to say. You, you cannot take the human element out of the interaction with your clients. Um, and, and so it's very vital that you still, uh, keep that in mind, but, but the AI there's, I mean, I could talk about that, this for a, a long time there, the amount of, uh, tools and things that are out there. Um, and it's so interesting. I mean, even little things, I love just, it, it, there's not a whole lot of this that I do within my, my firm, but I love playing with the brand new Photoshop that's out there in the AI tools, because I think it's absolutely amazing how I can take a tiny little picture and I can expand it. And then I can just tell Photoshop now uh, to fill in the rest of it, to expand the picture. And it does it. And it's, and it's, the results are amazing. And so um, there's, you can't take the human element out of it, but, but yeah, you can absolutely figure out ways of how AI can help your business run more efficiently. And once again, going back to the fact that we're talking about uh, small business owners and, and, and that are trying to wear a lot of hats, right? Circling back to what you talked about earlier, when you're trying to wear a lot of hats, the, there are certain tasks that you, you still may be handling on your own because you haven't found that who, you haven't found that person that can take that off your plate but you need that task to go be done as quickly as possible. And so there are those types of things that AI can come in and help and be able to make those processes faster so that you can get back to worrying about re more revenue generating tasks. Mm. There you have it, people. This is, this is the advice you needed. And, and what I'll sort of you know, finish now by saying is that uh, Michael has been very, very kind. Michael, Michael is always very modest in terms of uh, what he's able to provide and the, the skill set and the knowledge that he has, which is incredible. Um, but what knowledge, um, knowledge what uh, Michael has actually offered up here is the opportunity for you to contact him if you're listening to this through his contact page on his website, Perception Content media.com and uh, this is an opportunity and this is a bit a little bit of an exclusive so i'm very grateful you've uh, provided this link uh, for us michael because you can set up there's a form on there to set up a consultation uh, with michael so you can actually request to carry this conversation further if you're looking for any of the help that uh, that michael's been talking about here um, and this comes from somebody who really does manage their online and uh, wider reputation very, very successfully. So, 
Michael, this has been an absolute treat. And I think, you know, I've got a lot of ideas here in terms of how now I'm going to be sort of embedding a lot of this stuff in the narrative that I talk about. So, uh, yes, I'm going to be pushing people, I think, in your direction, if not only to um, get advice and guidance for how to live a nomadic lifestyle very successfully <laughs> as well. So it's been yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I'll even put this out there as well. Uh, so um, in the line with everything that we do, um, my my wife and I, we we record all of our travels and we have a YouTube channel for that. So if anybody's interested in seeing all the beautiful places that we're going, you can watch that. It's called A-List, A-L-I-S-T, A-List Adventures. And we're on YouTube and we've got our own YouTube channel for that. So if you want to see that part of my lifestyle, then you can go to YouTube and watch that as well. But I will say this Noah, as well. I appreciate you having me on your podcast. And um, for any any business owners that are out there, if, if you're interested in seeing how uh, your business is viewed online right now, anybody who contacts me and puts your podcast into the comments um, I will offer them what's called an online presence report. And it's just a it's a report that shows exactly how your business is currently viewed online. And typically that's a, a $500 report that I charge and I'm doing it for any of your uh, listeners for free. Michael, that is so generous. And this is really valuable stuff, everyone listening. Um, it's yeah, this is the kind of information that you really need to know. Um, but you have to listen because if Michael actually tells you something in terms of the feedback, you need to listen because, you know, this could be changing the way that you communicate, but it will be building your online reputation for sure. 100%. So that is great. That is great stuff. Thank you so much again, Michael. I'm going to let you go because I know you're a very, very busy person, <laughs> if only to go off hiking or, you know, traipsing into the wilderness <laughs> that you're enjoying so far. So well, I'm very envious, can you tell? in terms of your life. Well, lifestyle. thank you so much, Neil. I really appreciate you having me on.